Seek to glorify God through the edification of La Raza. We are your hosts, Martin B. Firme, Justin Corona, not the virus. This is Brother Vic. Together we are Reformed Raza. This is Reformed Raza. My name is Martin Velasquez, alongside with my brothers. This is Justin Corona. And what up, everybody? This is Brother Vic. And we are now in the mix. Don't forget to hit us up at RoofRoomRasa.com with any questions, comments, concerns, or rebukes. You can hit us up right there. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify, on Anchor, on any podcast streaming platform. We will be right there. And don't forget to leave a five-star review when you hit up apple podcast or subscribe and now we got the youtube the youtube channel is now up so go hit that up subscribe like to that youtube channel we're gonna have some stuff for you guys yeah simon and and shout out i want to give a shout out before we get this uh show started i want to give a shout out to uh nick and peter from the guilt grace and gratitude podcast uh, recently, you know, Nick, he hooked us up with a network called uh, the Reform Society. Of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Well, Reform Society sounds better, actually. But Society of Reformed Podcasters is a network that we are now a part of. So you can hit uh, you can hit up Reform Podcast with an S dot com and, and stream a bunch of podcasts that you probably haven't heard before from a reform perspective. And you can find us on there as well. So go ahead, hit that up. Uh, the Society of Reformed Podcasters at reformpodcast.com. So hit that up, hit that up. And today, 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 first of all, I want to I wanna start off because we got some, some guests uh, joining us to talk about this episode. We're going to be talking about uh, church hurt. We're going to be talking about, um, you know, just our experiences that we've gone through in the church where, you know, we've been hurt by people who... Who are Christians, you know? You know, big news. Surprise. Christians, surprise. Surprise. <laughs> Christians aren't perfect. <laughs> and you just the ins and outs of church hurt, you know, how we have been hurt by the church and how we have hurt the church as well. So joining us today, I'm, I'm first of all, I'm, I'm going to do it right because because we got John, Jonathan Gonzalez and Caro from uh, For Christ y Cultura. Say what's up, mi gente. <laughs> and as you know, I'm gonna let Jonathan give it a go with this AKA. He's gonna start dumping right now. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Not, not literally, not literally AKA, dumping. John the Presby, AKA El Presbicano, AKA I Love Tacos, AKA Brown and Down, AKA Who Let This Little Azteca Dude Inside the Presbyterian Church? Woo! Come on, somebody. <laughs> Man, that, that was passionate, man. That was, got me For hyped real, up. no one can top that. Straight Aztec warrior. Except Sway. Except Sway. I think Sway can top it. Shout out Sway. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Caro here, aka from the 305, aka Pero Colombiana, aka Gospel gang- Gangster, aka It Is Hot over here. So Ooh, hot. Man. AKA back lady and AKA kimchi on everything and everything on kimchi. What is what is that? You already know what it is. Uh, Mike, Mike Ruiz. <laughs> you already know what it is. Mike Ruiz said, Cubo. Cubo, orale. I want to drop some AKAs. I want to drop some AKAs because I took some time to think about it. So I want to, I want to, I want to bless it. So my name is Martin Velasquez, AKA Mr. Firme, AKA the Calvinist, your Armenian pastor warned you about, AKA I'm a little without right now because my wife is in Tijuana and left me alone. Man. Hmm. Oh, yeah. it on such a sad note. <laughs> was it sad episode? You know what I mean. We're we're all, we're hurt up in here. You know what I mean. <laughs> Pero Simon, este, yeah. So we're gonna get it in and we're gonna get started uh, with this episode. Uh, don't forget to like and share, and it's, it's gonna be a good topic that I'm, I'm sure plenty of us can relate to. Just the 
the hurt that comes from you know being in the church so if you've been in the church you know for any length of time eventually you're gonna run into some problems because you know we're all sinners and uh that's how we do you know especially us you know being latinos we got a little attitude problem that the lord is purifying and sanctifying us of and eventually we're gonna run into some problems right so we want to start off just by asking a question like what do we mean when we say church hurt Wait, 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 hold up. Hold Before up. We get there, bro. I caught that too. Hold on. Hey, hold up. Ugh. Before we get there, we have something special. Okay. Oh, yeah, right? I forgot. That's accountability right there. That's accountability right there because I keep forgetting. Oh, now, about we got something special man. going on. So, he did that on the other episode too. I did. Man. We want to announce to all the listeners live right now on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Reform Latinos Facebook group, and uh, the ones listening to the podcast afterwards, we right now are all on giving a uh, giveaway right yeah which is sponsored by uh account soli deo gloria he's a brother who is sponsoring this uh this giveaway and it's allowing us to join him and that so shout the, out to Rayshawn. the giveaway is going to be a reformation study bible I don't know what version of the Bible that is, but I'm probably sure it's ESV. ESV. Yeah. Which is, which is unfortunate, but, um, <laughs> but they, but you will have it for free. So, <laughs> and then, and then the book that's accompanying with the giveaway is, um, everybody's a theologian by the big homie, the big homie, RC Sproul. Shout out RC. Mm-hmm. Simon, Simon, Simon. So, um, to like to, to enter the giveaway, I think it's pretty straightforward. Um, you have to follow us on Instagram and on Facebook, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh, no, so, just Instagram. Okay, just Instagram. You have to follow Reform Raza. You have to follow For Christ Cultura. You have to follow the page Solideo so, so Gloria, right? That's, that's the tag. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. And then um, comment on the comment feed, whatever, wherever you saw it. So if it's on our page, if it's on Reform Raza's page, if it's on Soy de Ogoria's place, whatever, we see it. And um, do you guys know when the due date for this is? Yeah, it's June 28th. Uh, the winner will be selected. Will elected. be announced. Well, well like, like we like to say here, elected. The... the <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the lucky guest will be elected uh for elected. shown unconditional grace what well, you know technically he already has he or she has already been elected so exactly we, we don't have that power yeah. so he is going to be selected <laughs> oh come on somebody <laughs> And, and shout out shout out to Rayshawn man that, that, that did feel me we had a, a zoom call with him last week uh, with him and uh, the homie Titus and uh, Kayla and we're gonna be doing an episode with them uh, pretty soon gonna, uh, she, Kayla's gonna show, uh, share her testimony we're just, she was just telling us like that's some powerful stuff right there like she went through all kinds yeah. of crazy stuff so it's gonna be dope to, oh, yeah. to do that episode right there so shout out to, to all three of them yes shout out Shout you guys out. beat us to that. Hey, man. Like, so, um, okay, now we can continue with what Martin was saying, bro. Before I was saying. rudely interrupted once again, um, I'm going to ask a question. What is church hurt? What definition can you guys give to the church hurt? Church hurt is when we, the church or church members, have been hurt by other church members or church body um i think it's it's just pretty simple when we have been hurt by a congregation or people within the church yeah yeah when you've been when you've been hurt by a pastor um which Mm -hmm. most of the time i think in our circles uh as latinos i think there's a lot of church hurt that get that comes from being hurt by a pastor uh or being hurt by like a leadership Mm mm-hmm yeah, I would, I would also say as well that, yeah, the, the leadership and the pastors, but also in some cases, it's, it's just the brothers and sisters that are there that are just uh, just on the attack, you know, because uh, I've experienced that as well, that church, it's not only spiritual abuse from the pastors and the leaders, but also unknowingly, it's your brothers and sisters that are sitting right next to you in the pew. Mm. 
Come on. Yeah, and I would just add like church hurt involves us as well because we were part of that mm-hmm. somewhere somehow, and so it's not just pointing the finger; it's also just like <laughs> we're we're part of that. Yeah, because within church hurt, um, as we we're talking before this episode. I mean, as much as we're able to, you know, go a whole episode and just share about like, you know, ways we've all been hurt, um, but, you know, also sharing ways that we have also hurt others um, within the within the church. And, you know, a lot of us that um, do hold to Calvinist doctrine, I think a lot of us could agree that we have in one way or another have hurt another brother or sister, you know, especially during that uh, cage stage. Or, um, or even just, you know, what we believed in previously in, in whatever area that, that we were at in our, in our Christian walk, whether it was Pentecostal oneness or, you know, you know, whatever it was beforehand and how we have hurt other people theologically and, and, you know, pressing other people, you know, in certain ways. Yeah. One of the worst things that you can do is be a cage stage Calvinist and be in a non-denominational church. Like you're going to be swinging left and right. And you're going to be giving uh, the name of Calvinist a, a bad name. That's, that's usually what happens. You know, you get put on whether it's Reformed theology or Calvinism and you're all of a sudden, you know, your eyes are open and you want to start swinging at everybody. And so you unknowingly, you're causing damage to other people because, you know, you've been illuminated through this, you know, doctrine that you've been put on. Um, <laughs> I was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> So let's get it in. Uh, let's be real about it. Let's be real about it. What what has been you know our experience with church hurt? You know how have we been affected? Just let's get a little let's get a little personal right now. Anybody want to go? I think I think um, I think to hit what you guys were saying earlier. I think us as I think honestly from in in my instance. I think a lot of the church hurt came from came from things that I did, bro. <laughs> um, I think I think in my life I hurt a lot of people, bro. And 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 I don't even think it was when I became a Calvinist. I think it was just it was just me being at church in my uh, in my adolescence, bro. Um, I hurt a lot of people. Um, I, I made a lot of people stumble and fall um, at church. And um, even like with the doctrine, um, I was really gun ho on certain things that was being taught to me uh, by the leadership or by our denomination or by whatever. And uh, because I was indoctrinated in, in, in that way, I, I kind of shared the same message to everybody else. And then looking back, I kind of see like, dang, bro, like all that was wrong, you know? So like like we were saying, I think I think uh, this whole conversation for me at least um, is really personal because I feel like I did a lot of hurt, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even for me, like like just starting off this whole conversation, I you know I I could start with ways I have hurt other people, um, even from when I first started going to church and calling myself a Christian. Um, I was a part of a group. There's a big group of us from my high school, my senior year, and a lot of us started going to the same church. Um, but during that time, because you know we started grouping up together in the school, um, we thought we were invincible. We thought, you know what, everyone's a sinner, you know, things like that. And you know, we didn't hold to any type of reformed theology or anything like that. But we lorded over other people that you know what, like we know more, we know better. Uh, you guys, you guys need need Jesus. You guys are sinners. Um, and I guess just waving that flag of, you know, we're Christians. You guys are all in sin. Um, I think it only highlighted the points when we fell in sin. Um, when other people would look at us and say those those guys are Christian. Um, and I know for me, I felt I felt the weight of that. Um, when me and my wife at the time, she was just my girlfriend, but when she um, was pregnant and, and our fornication was brought to light, all that, um, because all my senior year and in my wife's uh, senior year and her junior year as well, you know, we would you know tell people, you know, they need to repent, you know, they're all in sin, things like that. Um, and, and to the point where we'd have Facebook, you know, 
on and on Facebook we'd have arguments with people on the comment section. You know, unbelievers we would have arguments with them. You know, tell them that they need to go to church. You know, Jesus is real. You know, all these things, right? Um, and then you know, and then some time later, and and once uh, we found out that Julie was pregnant, and obviously it was showing on her stomach. And, and you know what? I, I just in my head I was just like, man, like I just want to be off of social media for a while because. I already know it. Like nobody said anything about it, but I I could feel it. You know, that I I in a way like I have I felt like I've pushed people away from the things of God because of the way we were acting in ignorance、um, and arrogantly we were acting.、Um, so I so in the beginning I know that's where I have began、uh, my journey as far as even being a new believer. I I started on the path of hurting people, not even in the church yet, but outside of the church. Yeah,、and、that's the point, bro. I, I I think that that's exactly what I was what I was trying to say.、Um, you know, like、um, I think most of my hurt as well. Like most of my hurt was was to was to unbelievers because,、um, or people that were babies in the faith. I think, I think me as as being somebody who was raised a Christian,、um, or like. Going to church and then trying to bring like my homies or my family members or somebody that that was barely like getting into like Christianity.、Um, we were going so hard for like the Lord, right? Quote unquote. We were so on fire for the Lord, but then, but then like you know you fall、um, because at that point, like I, I don't know personally, I was I was I thought it was all up to me, you know. It was all up. It was like I was trying to be a Christian in my own strength. You know what I mean? And uh, and uh, yeah, like I heard a lot of people like that. You know, I think I think the hypocritical part of of being a Christian and、uh, backsliding and、uh, you know、um, really did hurt a lot of people that kind of looked up to me or or、uh, wanted to come to church.、Mm. Yeah, I think the the biggest damage that I did. Uh, was being so zealous for theology that you know we were p- part of a non-denominational church, right? So、um, the teaching wasn't all you know good and everything. So I got I got put on you know start studying theology pretty early in my walk. You know I got saved in 2013. By 2014, I was already you know looking into you know like words like propitiation and atonement and things like that, and just getting real deep into the gospel, right? And then when I got into Calvinism, that's that's when I really like kind of let loose on people and just trying to dot every I and cross every every T. And then、uh, when when people will say something you know slightly wrong or something like that, I'll be quick to correct them and and things like that. So I've been very much a part of that, you know. And I can see in in the pride, you know, I can see the, the how people would get all without, but I'll be like like. Oh well, they're wrong. So you know, they 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 deserve it basically, you know. And so I was actually like not even realizing it that what I was doing, you know. I, my thing was like, well, they leave the church, well, they're 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 not saved. You know, I mean, they can't hang with theology, so that means that you know they don't want it. They don't want the Lord. They really don't want the Lord. So I'm just gonna let them have it, you know. And that's、uh, one of the big errors that that I made, thinking that I'm so high, you know, and I'm right. That I refuse to be wrong, refuse to learn from other brothers and sisters that that we can learn from. Maybe not theologically, but the way that they love, the way that they、um, are are dedicated to serving the church, you know,、um, in their acts of, of of kindness and good things like this. We can learn a lot from people who are not so theological, but they just love people and they love the Lord and they're willing to. They're the ones that are sacrificing to, to, you know, serve the church, and I think we miss that when it comes to, to、uh, um, like being so theologically minded that we forget to love、um, mm-hmm. each other like that. Yeah, yeah. Now that you guys are, I know earlier I was like mentioning to you all that I, like I, I don't, I haven't thought about this too deeply, but since we're putting ourselves in the equation.、Um, I'm just like I've been. I'm just now thinking of all the ways that I feel like I hurt people here at home, like my parents. When I、um, I left a church that is was non-denominational because of like various reasons, and、um, 
started going to a Reformed Baptist church and um, was just introduced to a lot of theology all at once and it just made sense and it brought a lot of freedom and so I, I genuinely wanted like my mom to I was trying to convince her some way somehow to like get out of um, the church that she is currently going to now um, and would every every moment that I had I wanted to like have a conversation with her and kind of like shut her like as soon as she would say something like shut her down to the point that she she it's not until now that she's like starting like we're starting to slowly have like more like conversations about just the bible and just like spiritual conversations because for a while like she was almost like afraid of me um of like my my reaction and i don't know it's just it's just sad because like just i don't know no i feel you i feel you 100 percent every time i would go to to my my sister's house or to my parents house to visit them it always ended up in a theological debate. So even outside of the congregation, but even with our own believing family members that we, when we disagree theologically, like that's even church hurt right there because when we're talking about the church, we're not just talking about certain congregations. We're just talking about the body of Christ in general, right? General, and so yeah. like, I feel you 100%. And you know, right now, like yeah. it is a little awkward because of the damage that has been done with, with my family. And you know mm-hmm. uh, we're slowly trying to trying to get back, but yeah, we've we've gone at it like because they're apostolic, you know, Pentecostals, and I'm over here, you know, Reform Calvinist. So we bump heads all the time, and I've I've tried to avoid it, you know, just having any type of discussion, but you know it's it always comes up, and then I that's when we really have to really uh, really be mature in the faith and and realize, man, is this discussion worth? Um, open heads with my own family, like yeah, it's a hill to die on. Yeah, we're we're both believers, yeah, but this is also my my blood. You know, we're actually family. Yeah. Is it worth, you know, fighting over theological differences if it's gonna be awkward, you know, at a, at a gathering? You know, like like yeah. what, what are we doing? You know, I think like just perfect example. This happened today. Today, like today, I'm like, oh gosh. So I'm on the car, in the car with like my cousin's wife and like we're discussing, she's asking me, she, they, they just moved here from Colombia. They used to go to a church back in Colombia and they're just curious about like what type of worship music, like it's popular here. And so I don't listen to the radio. So I was just like, I don't know. And then she's like, but what do you guys listen to at church? And so I mentioned like our pastor is just very selective about the, the songs that like we sing. And so it's a lot of hymns. And then she, we just got into a conversation about like, um, like christian music now and how it's like it's it's man-centered and not like god-centered and so then i i I made a comment like yeah but i feel like yeah i I just said like yeah there's a lot of songs that don't mention like sin and the sacrifice that was needed to like atone for our sin and then she she said something like yeah but like not not like songs don't necessarily need to say that and so then i automatically like went on like defense mode and everything else that she said after that i was just like oh my gosh like rolling my eyes the gospel gangster came out huh Huh? the gospel gangster came out huh (laughs) i was just like on the fence (laughs) but it's my my posture wasn't right like talking about it now i was just like now like i could have continued the conversation and not felt like i needed to defend that i i needed to convince her otherwise because i don't like if the opportunity arises cool but like that's not my ultimate agenda yeah. you know even though like that's how i approached the conversation and it got o- awkward like then i didn't want to have it anymore and so then we were just like okay yeah that's on the real <laughs> so and yeah that, that that's that's something that we we i'm learning also is when to you know choose choose my battles like is it worth you know getting into this you know discussion you know and, or instead i'm just gonna love on this person and then had gained their trust first so that they know when I come yes. with theological criticisms, they'll be willing to hear me out on it. And that's something I'm barely yes. learning, dude. Apenas. Yeah. It's hard. We have to bite our tongue so many times. It's yeah. like... <laughs> that's on the real. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a, a couple of different experiences with uh, with church hurt. Because uh, we're talking about us uh, bringing the hurt to the church. And uh, I guess for me, it's two, two different kinds because... Uh, me, though, for those who are listening that probably don't know, I used to be an assistant pastor for my, for my previous church. And so 
how that came about was that obviously at first I, I just wanted to serve God. I just wanted to to uh, to, to serve in every area I could. And so th- that made the pastor kind of take me under his wing. So I got in a way discipled by him, but unknowingly I picked up some of his traits. And so uh, with with him, it was more uh, situations would be more legalistic, more uh, more work, more more kind of like do 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 instead of grace, giving grace and and uh, missing the gospel as well. So me uh, uh, coming up as an assistant pastor, unknowingly uh, picking up those traits, I did not realize, but man, how much I damaged new believers just because I wanted I wanted order in the church. I wanted there to be a certain 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 uh, order because of the responsibilities I had in the church, and so uh, not knowing that that when people came to, came to our church that they were, they just wanted to see God, they just wanted to seek fellowship, they just wanted to to know what the gospel up gospel was, and because I was not discipled in the proper way as a pastor, I was more on the legalistic side. So when people came, I was more about order. And then I, I just remember this one situation when somebody came to me months later and they said, hey, I just want to let you know that I hated you for the past couple, for the past six months. And that got to me. And I'm like, I'm like, what, what do you mean that, that you hated me? She's like, yeah, I hated you. But but God showed me that that you know, I have to forgive you. I mean, her coming up to me and then I hear stories like, hey, you made people cry a couple of times. Like, what, what do you mean I made people cry a couple of times? Like. Like I'm just trying to glorify God in what I do, but unknowingly, like I said, I picked up some of my pastors, my, my old pastors' traits, being legalistic, being on on order, and being on time, and, and I, I unknowingly caused a lot of damage to the church, and I, I don't sh- I don't share that a lot because uh, it's not something that I'm proud of. Um, I mean, looking back now, I'm just like, dang, like God forgive me because I I didn't realize that that damage that I caused. And also later on down the line, as I as I became uh, Calvinistic and reformed in my theology, uh, I remember a couple of church members coming up to me, uh, just feeling that they were judged every single time that that I looked at them because of my doctrine, because they had this this belief that all Calvinists are just judging, Calvinists just believe in predestination, and so they had that effect, that that mindset about me. So. I mean, uh, these these uh, brothers that, that came up to me, they, they would preach behind the pulpit as well. And then they, they came up to me and said, you know, what? I, I don't feel comfortable preaching in front of you because I feel like you're going to judge me too much. I mean, so so my so so the way that I cause church is, is sort of different because I had that position in the church behind the pulpit. And unknowingly, I, I mean, the correct term is uh, I don't think it's the correct term, but in a way I was ca- causing spiritual damage to the body of christ i mean for me i mean even speaking about it now like that i'm, I'm not proud of that at all yeah like that, that's, that's deep stuff right there thank you for sharing that yeah man uh also man like uh yeah that's that's some hard stuff man that that is to, to be able to recognize and realize that the damage that you caught you caused is not you like you but like no, no, yeah. one oneself yeah. you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah uh, yeah the damage that we no, caused just you victor <laughs> yeah just me single single me out yeah the, the damage that we caused and then realizing it later is like dang like how do i um how do i not do that again you know and that's maturing in the faith yeah and i think it's good that we start the conversation like that i think it's it's really good that we started the conversation like this because we're internalizing what we're trying to talk about you know, sometimes we talk about subjects and we say, no, it's out there. You know, it's those yeah. people or, or that, you know, but we all, all of us, like without even talking about it, we internalized the, the conversation, you know? Yeah. And I think that's growth. I think just like Arturo, shout out Arturo, um, you know, he was, right. he was commenting and he said, that's huge, Vic. I think, yeah, I think, you know, us admitting our mistakes really does show growth growth you know what i mean it, it does show us that we we have you know god is convicting us like we have some kind of clarity and, and and we can see that 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 we messed up you know that that we've acted foolishly and even what is that quote by uh i think uh i think it's it's, it's uh the baptist dude uh charles Spurgeon uh-huh. about, about about doctrine um in the hand of a fool 
it's, it's like a it's like a it's like a wild man waving a sword you know what i mean yeah no, that's real yeah mm-hmm. and i i think i think everybody um here on the on the call has has experienced that you know it's, oh it's my like, gosh, yes. you're just like wielding that thing like you're trying to trying to slice everybody you know um mm-hmm. it could really be hurtful um and, and one of the things that i was thinking about while you guys were talking about is something that um our, our homie frankie uh uh, Frankie Sandoval said in 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 our episode uh, when we interviewed him, he said that sometimes as baby believers or as people who have not come into the understanding of grace, we kind of live our life by law. Like we yep. we we live by law. Like we think cr- the Christian life is law, and we live by that. You know, that's our default. Even understanding grace, yeah, that is literally our default. Yeah, I think just in general, that's just a default that that we have. I think in this Western um, idea, right, of of wanting to do something to to fill um, some type of way, as far as like, okay, I did bad, and and immediately, like when we hurt somebody, our first question is, oh, what can I do to help? Like, like how, like what can I do to to make up for what I did wrong? And that's that's instinctively that's how we that's how all of us you know um, sin tainted uh, mago day that's how we all respond you know when situations happen is we we quickly think of like what can I do to atone for for my sins um, so you know it's only natural that that you know that that's that sort of follows until we deconstruct that that pattern. Um, within the grace of God, um, you know, we we come to God, we start acknowledging Him as our Creator, our Lord. He has saved us. Now we want to please this God, and how can I I do better for for those times I I wasn't so good to you, Lord? Um, until we understand grace and that you know what, no, like it's not you, it's me, and I'm giving this to you, my grace, because you are not able to atone for anything you did. You'll continue to mess it up. I think it's until that and so like how you're pointing out like that's just a, a default that all people have um earlier i said western you know what you know overall of humanity i think that's just a default that we all have mm-hmm. and i think that that plays to the fact that like doctrine is important um the way you understand the gospel the way you understand christianity the way you understand like the way, the more you grow in the faith the more you could see these things you know and and I think before we like like you guys mentioned like there's instances before we even came to like a like a clear understanding of the gospel like we acted according like we acted by law you know and 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 then and then we became like Calvinists and stuff so we we were, we were like I guess in the same way you know and and I think for me personally um, you know ideas doctrine has consequences you know um, and and I think. You know, we could we could talk about that. Like, we could talk about that. The, the the how does how does doctrine, your understanding of doctrine, dictate the way that you can hurt the church? So, what are what are some ways that you've seen that that doctrine in the church affects and hurts people? When we come to understand sound doctrine, or just like plain just doctrines that people teach, sound doctrine, doctrine. bad doctrine. Yeah. How has doctrine, doctrine in general? Bad doctrine, good teaching, bad teaching. Yeah, well, you know, obviously we would agree that you know, bad theology hurts people, you know, obviously. But yeah. sound theology also does. Sound theology know, in the bad hands. Yeah, exactly. Right, like know, the, the image that you were talking about yeah. from Charles Spurgeon. Yeah, if we, we get put on reformed theology and then, like, we're so, like, arrogant and prideful about it, like, we do more mm-hmm. damage to the body than edification you know like we like when one thing for me is that i was i was i was prideful i was i was like man i know anybody i know more than anybody right here you know like put me on the pulpit you know and it's like it's, it's like calmate you know what i mean like calm down like obviously you're not ready if that's your attitude because sound doctrine any any type of doctrine, whether whether whatever is preached, it should result in edifying of the body and glorifying God through that. That's the ultimate purpose of of, of sound doctrine. The more we know about God, the more we love His people, the, the more we love Him, want to serve Him, 
by by the way we we love the church so we should get more involved in in ministry and 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 loving our wives and our children and and helping others if we're really understanding you know whatever type of sound doctrine it is so if there's no fruit to back up your theology it's it's bunk because you're not understanding what it's really leading up to all theology should lead to the glorifying of god and how do we glorify him we glorify him by loving him and serving others and we don't do that then then we haven't really truly understood the, the meaning of whatever sound doctor whatever it's federal headship whether it's a calvinism whether it's you know atonement whatever it is if you're not glorifying god through the way you're loving uh, your own brothers and sisters and then you haven't really truly understood it i i, I think i have in and more recently too i know i have hurt other people in the sense with doctrine um not so much you know um in in a way of pride but more of correction so having other you know brothers and sisters um that may not be where i may be uh, theologically um i i was you know past tense um quick to correct um i was quick to correct instead of just trying to hear what my brother or sister was trying to say in the moment um and that has led to a and that led to a point where you know people didn't want to say anything around me um they didn't want to talk biblically around me because i was going to correct them or you know or instead of even trying to help them out i would just be too quick to be like no bro like this is wrong you're wrong you know um this is what it's actually about instead of just hearing you know another brother or sister being excited about um, some of the scriptures that you know God spoke to them through or they wanted to share or, or how God has used them you know in such a way um, I was quick to bring a type of I was quick to bring a rod instead of a hug um, yeah and so you know just thinking back even even my wife um, I could re I could recall a point I think it was like two years ago I remember she told me she, she was like man like I just wanted to share a scripture with you like I didn't want to lecture and I was like, dang, and that hurt me. And, and you know, she, she was just excited just to share what she was reading. Um, and, and I was like, no, like, like, that's out of context. Like, this is this, this is that, you know, things like that. And I was like correcting her. And like, I saw, you know, the, the, the smile in her eyes just go away. And she's like, man, like, I didn't want to lecture. Like, I just wanted to share, you know, what I read today. And that, that hurt me as a husband, you know, even more so. Um, but yeah, like, like, like how we talked about, like even good theology can hurt people um, when it's in the wrong hands. Yeah. Yeah, just I feel like it can get to our heads sometimes. Um, I think for me, the experience has been where I almost like, I, I was so grateful for like just sound doctrine that it almost felt like I needed that to be saved. Um, and so it became like, kind of like what everyone else needed to be saved. And so, um, yeah, I forgot like the process that I had to go through to get there, to stumble upon it. And the fact that it was ultimately God. And so I was kind of taking like, the role of like the Holy Spirit to like on pe on people and had many like like instances similar to you just not uh, with just other people um, where it was like correction. I felt like I was I I needed to correct something with also without fully understanding it myself, but I just grasped one short like one little thing and yeah. already wanted to like which is even crazy like just like oh gosh. Yeah, that's not real. Oh, you don't even understand it yeah. fully. But I you know. Oh my God. <laughs> and when I put people on game, not for so me. Uh, for me, uh, I think uh, the, the Facebook arguments and the Instagram arguments, where you just want to correct people that are, that are posting stuff. Uh, I, I, I mean, I remember last year, like people were just 
uh, uh, posting scriptures or kind of uh, referencing scriptures to a certain situation. I just felt like, man, I need to say something because nobody else is saying it. Like, I just need to. Uh, uh, it, for me, in my mind, it's like it's not about correction. It's about it's about the zeal for God. Like you have to get the word of God right. But unknowingly, that, that was that was me wanting to be right. Like it, 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 I made an excuse, like no, I just I just it's the zeal for God. But in in a way, it can it can be like no, I just want to be right. I just want to make sure that that this guy knows what's up. Uh, when when uh, you know, you know it's real when people DM you. You know it's real when uh, when uh, when you're arguing over Facebook and people just DM you like, hey bro, what's up? Like why why, why are you getting on my case or, or whatever? You know, I'm just trying to share a scripture. It's like it gets real when people DM you. But I mean, for me, I've had those experiences where where I'm just on a rant on Facebook, and then I just got to a point where it's like it's not even worth it anymore. Like it's not. Not even about that anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think one of the things that one of the one one of the brothers in my life kind of helped me out one day. Um, I remember like I remember I used to be on. I think everybody had that Facebook stage. I feel like everything that I was reading, yeah. like I would post like some deep freaking like theological stuff quotes and like there's there's nothing wrong with that, right? I, I don't. I'm not saying that 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 you can't do that or you shouldn't do that, but. One of my one of, one of the one of the brothers was like, "Bro, who are you posting that for?" Like <laughs> nobody understands what you're talking about. Nobody understands that. Like unless you really really know. He's like, "How many people on your that are on your friends list like really understand what you're saying?" You know? Yeah. And he's like, "Who are you posting that for?" Like it, it, are you trying to be helpful? Like are you trying to enlighten people? Like what why are you doing that, you know? And I think him just pressing me um, really like open my eyes like be damn bro you're right yeah it's like it's like going off all it's going over people's heads like the people who i'm trying to uh you know put like they just see and they're like what are you talking about bro you know what I mean? like what are you talking about like no you know um <laughs> this is and, a post that's gonna go viral right here man you post that tang i'm ready for it i'm ready for that smoke nada <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I, I think like in recent years, um, probably like for the last past three years, bro, I, I haven't, you know, I, I'm like, you know what, bro? I think most of the time, like people come to a better understanding when they like know you and they have conversations with you, you know? Yeah. When, when, when they see like, cause people will see, you know, I think I've experienced that in my life. Like people have seen like, bro, Hey, there's something different about you. Like like you you've been a christian blah blah i even went to church with you but there's something different about you this time like what you know what's up like you know like what happened to you and i think and i think those conversations right there you could jump in you know and and i think something that rudy says all the time and so does aldo you know we take our theology we take the things that we learned all those big doctrinal things that help us and we actually like we use it practically in, in a common language where we could share it. You know, it's not yeah. just like this so high um, bookshelf kind of thing, you know, that say, Hey, everybody look at my theology. Like, look, look at my books, bro. Like, look, 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 look at them. Doesn't it look good over there? Like, look, I got this one. I got this one. Nah, but it's actually taking it off the shelf and freaking giving it to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then putting it in a way they could understand. Like, I, I, I feel like, I think that's what we're here for, you know? And, and and especially us as Latino, ain't nobody, bro, before I became reformed, I never read no books like that. Yeah. Bro, I like, apenas ahorita, like I'm freaking using bigger words, you know? And even now, like I'm still hella ghetto, you know? <laughs> that's on the real, that, hey, that, that's that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up because- You know what I mean? Like, like nobody talks like the, that, the, bro. The temptation is to be, you know, speaking with hard theological words and, you know, being all, you know, about it. But we forget, like, man, like, I, we come from from the hood. We come from Latino backgrounds. Like, ain't nobody talks like that. So how to how do I get this high theology and translate it into hood language or translate it into, you know, a way that our people are going to be able to understand it without using those high theological words, but getting the concept and sharing it practically so that people can understand it. Or, like that's or, that's where it's at right there. Or even to a point where a child can understand it too. Oh yeah. Um, you know, just just even just like within within the word even says that you know what like this everything that's in the Bible isn't too far off that even a child can understand it. Yeah. So like, how am I able to contextualize these things 
to even a babe, uh, to a, a young child that has been baptized, baptize your babies. Um, hey. And, you know, more than that, you know, to other people that don't understand these lofty theological words. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. That is on the real. But I, I think mm. even more also, too, than, than, you know, good theology, bad theology, um, even just not being there as a brother or sister has caused um, and can cause church hurt as well. I can recall, you know, points in, in, in my, my own walk as a leader from my previous congregation uh, where I knew somebody was going through things and I, you know, in my own thinking was like, you know, I'm, I'm too busy and I didn't bother to reach out to call. I didn't bother to do anything about it. And, you know, they're they're gone. They were gone from the church and, you know, who, who knows where they're at now. Um, but I could recall points where I where I felt, you know, the tugging on my heart to be like, man, you should call this brother right now or you should reach out to them. You should you should see what they're doing today. Maybe you, you have time today instead of playing video games or or instead of, you know, going do whatever, you know, you were going to do with with another brother that's already, you know, firm in their faith. Why don't you make time with this other new believer or this person that's actually struggling with with mental issues or whatever it may be? with them and and be a brother pray with them um there were times when that that tugging was on my heart and i was like you know what like i'm just gonna go home and relax and you know what you know i don't know where they're at now and and it sucks because i know i know that that hurt was for me because they don't know that 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 was a tugging on my heart so they may not have been hurt by that but in my mind I feel guilty in that way. Even, you know, you know, obviously, you know, uh, the Lord is sovereign and, and all things like that. But I could look back and be like, in a way, I, I could have caused that type of hurt because I could have done something to where maybe it would have turned out in such a, you know, in the way that it did. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we've been talking how we have at the church so we're all guilty culprits of this and uh you know uh but let's switch it up a little bit and let's talk about our experiences and how we have been hurt you know what i mean um uh keeping in mind that we have you know hurt the church but how have we been hurt you know because one thing that that was a temptation of mine is like well the brothers and sisters they don't want to hang out with me because i'm too theologically correct for them you know what i mean and that's why they don't want to kick it with me you know things like that you know so i'm just gonna read a scripture real quick in second timothy chapter 4 verse 9 um paul where even experienced you know the apostle paul even experienced church as well he says do your best to come to me soon for demas in love with this present world has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Christians has gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia. Luke alone is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is very useful to me uh, for ministry. Uh, so Paul, the apostle, even, you know, being deserted by, you know, brothers who once walked with him has left them hanging. And sometimes, you know, uh, we, we, we go through that, you know, uh, we feel like the church isn't there like we think it should be and and it results in and you know like real hurt you know um so what are your awesome experiences of of being hurt by the church uh, i i can go first <laughs> um one of the first experiences that i had the first before you know i even knew anything about uh theology or anything about church backgrounds anything uh well, when I first came to the Lord and when God called, called me, uh, I wasn't at a church. I wasn't. I didn't go to an altar call and, and, and this and that. Uh, not, uh, God called me, got on my knees, repented before God, and I started reading my Bible, right? I was, I was reading my Bible on the daily, and then uh, one of my sisters came up to me and said, oh, the church isn't like it's supposed to be anymore. And so I thought like, well, if the church isn't what it's supposed to be, then I'm better off on my own. And so I, I, I was uh, I was reading the word of God and, and, you know, reading these stories about the church and, and the love for the brotherhood and this and that. I'm just after a year, I'm just like, dude, I don't know what what this means. I don't know what what the church means. And so, uh, I mean, 
I, I prayed to God. Long story short, I came to, to, to the previous church that I was at. And uh, when I first walked through those doors, man, I, I'm telling you, for, for me, the first experience at church for me, it was like, like this is what the Bible has been talking about the brotherhood like I feel welcomed I feel like man this is church is cool like it was it wasn't like it was before like like when I was a kid that that oh, I don't want to go to church You're like no now I want to be a part of the church I want to serve I want to like I, I don't care what I have to do I'll vacuum I'll do whatever like I just want to be here I, I want to serve so I had that mindset like man this is this is awesome church is awesome and so uh, me in, in, in my own mindset just like you know wanting to serve God serve God uh Unknowingly, there was people talking behind my back. It was kind. Of, it was kind of like the, that 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 little click that 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 probably has has experienced church hurt or by 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 their leaders. That kind of like they they came at, at me that way, like me wanting to just serve God, wanting to just do all, everything for the glory of God. Uh, I came to find out that there was people talking behind my back. Who were considered church leaders, and so that's the first time that I experienced church here. That even when uh, I remember that that some youth came up to me and was like, hey, they were they felt convicted, like, hey, I just want to let you know that us and a couple of the young adults, uh, we were talking behind your back, and I'm just I'm just here because I feel convicted, and I'm not going to rat out with who it was, but I'm, I'm just saying, you know, we're talking behind your back. I mean, me as a believer, as first coming to church, that that, that hurt. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I thought the church was supposed to be brotherhood. I thought it was the we're the body. I, I thought you know, uh, encourage each other as long as it is called. So, I mean, that was my first experience with church. church. I mean, I, I gotta keep in mind too that the, the gospel wasn't really preached at that church, so they didn't really know the gospel or anything. But I mean, whatever. But but no, but I mean, for for a believer, a, a young a new believer, I mean, that hurt when I found out that, like, man, what do you? come to find out that it's like man what I'm seeing in the Bible is not what I'm seeing in real life like it, it, it's not matching up I mean but that took some maturity on my part to understand you know uh, you know more backgrounds about the church but I mean that's the first time I experienced church hurt I think I think that's a good thing that you say right now because uh it's kind of I think people have the misconception that everybody in church is like somehow like perfect yeah. You know? um, that the church is a place where like you have these dudes. Why, you know, I guess that's why people say, you know, why am I? It's like it's like they, they, they have an understanding that people are there. But the reality is that people are there and, exactly. and <laughs> people are there. That means that all, it shouldn't be that way. But, you know, our our sinful nature is there, you know. We're, we're at the same time righteous and sinners, you know? I think all of us, even though we're Christians and we're, we're, we're um, living this Christian life, like, we, we still get in the flesh. Like, we still, like, we'll say stuff. We'll still act accordingly. There's, like, the church is, is, is a place for, for sinners, you know? And that sin sometimes shows itself. So I think, I think that's a, that's a good, good thing that you say because, you know, sometimes accidentally... <laughs> We we hurt people because because you know we're we're humans. And uh, you know, like the saying goes, like if you find a perfect church, don't go because you're gonna ruin it. You know, that's that's that was that's what comes to mind. Like, uh, like in our sinful nature, we are gonna mess up, you know, every day. So we are gonna hurt people knowingly and and, and unknowingly, and you know, it's 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 unavoidable. Can't avoid it. The only thing that we can do is be prepared, uh, so that we're we're able to deal with it and show grace. You know what I mean, um, but I think for me the biggest uh, thing that, that that hurt me the most was you know our most recent event where you know we got the boot from our you know, previous church because of, of what we believe. You know, like that was the first time really that I experienced church hurt. You know, and like and the temptations. Uh, we're crazy and you know the temptations i mean like falling into you know being bitterness you know being prideful um unforgiving all those kind of things you know just just come in and be like man why, why am i gonna forgive this food like he's the one that's wrong and not me 
You know, like he's the one causing this, not me. I didn't, I didn't, I'm not the one that that brought this to the table. He kind of came at me, you know. So we talk, we talk about that in our misconceptions of Calvinism episode on season two. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, so you know, just shortly, you know, like uh, I don't want to put no one on blast or slander or nothing like that. But the rea- reality is that uh, we got kicked out because of what we believe, you know, because I was a Calvinist and you know me, I was you know unashamedly a Calvinist. You know, I wasn't afraid to, to label myself. Like that, your AKA My AKA The Calvinist That your Armenian pastor Warned you about And that's on the real You know what I mean um, uh, So yeah I mean uh, The the thing that hurt me Was that uh, Our previous pastor Thinking that I was trying to You know uh, Infect His church With you know Calvinism Which I wasn't doing You know I respected his view I respected his His uh, um, Disagreements And he asked me Not to be talking about that With people I was like, all right, that's cool. I respect you. You know what I mean? And and that's, that's the thing that I was going to that church since 2013, all the way up to 2020, last year. So it was a long time of getting to know people and, and, and things like that. So um, just to be tossed to the side over theological differences was hurtful because if you really think that I was into, into a false doctrine, wouldn't you take the time to teach me or correct me and be like, hey, brother, you're, 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 you're going astray? And as your pastor, I want to, you know, sit you down and I want to show you and teach you why this doctrine is bad. You know, I would have respected him more if he would have tried to do that and be like, this is why I disagree with, disagree with it. Let's have a conversation about it instead of saying, oh, you're a Calvinist. Go find a church where where, you know, they, they believe those kind of things like the past seven years, like didn't mean nothing to you then. Or like the times that we've served together, done ministry together. Um, obeying your rules and things like that Like that just means nothing You just, just disagree And you're, you're tossed to the side You know And that that's how it was You know um, And I, I got into my pride Like man this fool Like he's the one that's wrong You know this fool whack And all kinds of stuff And I had to I had to repent You know But maybe We're, we're going to lead into this How the church heals church hurt You know Like who else is going to heal Right Um but that's what I want to go into. But um, yeah, I, I dealt with some real, uh, like deep, personal things that that I didn't, I was not aware that I had. You know, unforgiveness in my heart, um, bitterness, and you know, a lack of love. You know, because I was done wrong. Because I was betrayed. Because I'm the one that that was done dirty. So therefore. Uh, no grace for, for this person You know He's wrong um, Yeah so uh, After we talk about Our experiences I want to I want to transition Into how How we are healed How the Lord heals us And how uh, The same body That hurts us Is the one that heals us You know um, But yeah, yeah. Mm, Come on somebody Come on <laughs> I, I, That's the part I'm trying to get to <laughs> I, I think I think on that On that same note Right Um for, for those that don't know, like for myself and, and Victor here too, like we were part of that group being kicked out of the church. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just like Marin, he was, he was there for seven years. Me and Victor, I was there for 10 years. Victor was there for nine years, right? Or eight? Eight, eight years, yeah. Eight years. And it, it wasn't just like the time that we were there, but we were also leaders in the church. Yeah. You know, Victor was the assistant pastor. I was leading. Um um a ministry martin was leading a ministry and we were faithful you know we stayed after we always were there you know to help clean um you know we were we were always there uh, aside from another brother that is still there at that church uh, we were we were always the ones to be counted on to do a lot of things within the congregation um and even more than that like like our previous pastor knew he was a calvinist back in 2017 and still allowed him yeah. to be a leader in the church so it wasn't like out of left field, you know, all oh, your Calvinists now go look for another church. He was like, no, I know you're a Calvinist. As long as you don't preach these things or say, or, you know, try to indoctrinate, you know, quote unquote, um, these, these things to people like, like you're, you're welcome to continue in my leadership and things like that. And, you know, everything was going fine. Um, I, I think also, 2020, man, 2020, just, <laughs> 2020 just damaged. Did man. everybody damage. Yeah. Everyone dirty, you know? But uh, I, I think even more like, the hurt also too was just seeing what continued to unfold after being kicked out of the church 
um, just the fact that we were continued to be talked about in sermon after sermon. Yeah. And, and you know what? And, 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 our, and I, I guess you would say even on our part, that was probably not a, such a good idea to continue to try to keep up um, with our, you know, the church that just kicked us out to keep up with their online uh, services and listen in. Uh, so if it, I think I think that also caused more self harm as well. But but even then, just to know and even hear it yourself, you know, I I counted about six sermons after we got kicked out that that we were talked about in the sermons as like yeah. you know the group that left, you know. So there was lies of like man like. We didn't no, leave. we didn't leave. Like you kicked us out, yeah. and then and then goes around and tells the congregation that we left, you know, because we wanted to go and and serve our doctrine, um, in that way. And then for me personally, like like I was like, man, like what the heck? Like I, like I was faithful, you know, I was there, and and I've even told my pastor previously, like I'm not leaving the church unless you kick me out. <laughs> my my last it words. Uh, it happened. But I I think it hurt me even more. Um, in, in a different sense um, Because we were kicked out But he would mention that my wife wasn't kicked out And I was like How are you going to do that Like yeah. like, like you know, Martin and his wife were kicked out And his wife didn't do anything But yeah he kicked her out And then for me like, like My wife is still accepted to go back to the church But I'm not accepted to go back As I do like like you're gonna you're gonna bring a division in my marriage. That's the sin of partiality, is what it is. And and you know and and and, and it was just I I think more than hurt, it was just confusion, especially on my wife. You know, I wish my wife was here to be able to, to share more on her side, maybe maybe in the future. But um, but yeah, and 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 that did you know a number of just like confusion, just like man, like what is going on? Like and, and you know like how you mentioned like just wanting to correct, bring correction, right? So like there was opportunities that I wanted to, you know, put this guy on blast on Facebook. I yeah. wanted to say these things. I wanted to show really? up to the service. I'm going to do a live video and expose this fool right now. Eh? You know, like even wanted to show up to the service when they were having service and be like, no, like, like this guy's a liar. Like this yeah. is, we're about to like, roll this up. is the real reason, you know, yeah. let, let me enlighten you guys. You know, Proverbs, you know, here with, hands. here with Proverbs here, listen to the other side of the story before you guys make your conclusion. Um, but you know, from us getting kicked out, people started unfriending us on Facebook that we're at that church. You know, Block, blocking us. Yeah. People that say, you know what, you guys are my brothers. You know, well, we love you guys and things like that. And, and it's just like, man, like where was the love then? Like, like not like there was no there was no tension between us. But because we got kicked out by your pastor, now you want to, you know, we're on our black eyed peas, man. Where yeah. is the love? We were singing that joint. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's good, bro. Because, because, bro, the, 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 that's what the church does sometimes, you know. Yeah. For good or for bad, like they, they, they block you, they unfriend you, they think the worst things of you, bro. And I, I, th- I think even in my experience, that's, that's how I experienced a lot of church hurt. You know, a lot of people who said that they were my brothers, that they were there, that they cared about me, they all gave up, bro. They all let me go, like if it was so easy, you know. Yeah, that, my, that's my the part that hurts. Was, my experience was a little different than you guys's, but but I, I still had that, you know. People mm-hmm. people left me, uh, the, like you like you were saying, like you know, uh, the people that were supposed to be there or that were there that they were so so much my brothers, they they left me, um, and that's and that's really like damaging, you know. You're like, man, then then this this ain't real, then like you know what I mean? This this ain't real. Like, where's all the love at? Yeah, and yeah, and I think that just. And so it brought hurt, but it caused me to really um, just depend on God more um, because I needed more of him during that time because, you know, what our brothers weren't reaching out to us. The ones that, you know, we were like, you know what, ride or die, like, you know, type mentality. They're just like, man, like nobody's reaching out to see how we're doing. Um, and, you know, it was weird because like, like this is all we knew in in a sense you know like we have yet to that was my first church yeah exactly yeah. like this was our first church like we don't know other churches like we don't know anything out outside of that yeah so to be casted out it's just like man like what do we do like where do we go you know thank god through his sovereignty that that a relationship was forming with reverend rudy um yeah. to where now we're a member at Ru- uh, rudy's church rcla 
Um, but, you know, had that not happened, like we would have been, you know, uh, churchless, homeless, looking for another church, you know. Um, would you say that God's fingerprints was all over this? Wow, God's yeah. fingerprints for Christ y Cultura. Yeah. All right, all right. Kidding. <laughs> Always. So this has been a really good conversation. There is a part two of this. And um, we, because we still got a lot of, I think one of the biggest things that we want to express with this episode is how, I think like Martin was saying, how the church, how, how did you say it, bro? Say it again. How, say it again. How the church heals church hurt. How the same church that hurt you <laughs> heals, heals you. Yeah. And it sounds like a contradiction. It, it, it's, it sounds like that uh, what, oxymoron. The, the Sour Patch gummies. The, what is it? <laughs> first are sour, then they're sweet. Yeah, first are sour, <laughs> then the sweet. Then they sweet. They hurt you, and then they come up and hug you and say sorry. <laughs> yeah. So that's another conversation. Um, and I don't know if we explain it to the listeners, but for the ones that are listening live and the ones that are listening on podcast form, uh, we're splitting this episode, this conversation into two. So the first episode is going to be on Reform Raza, like you just heard right now. You're listening to my voice. You're probably listening to this on Reform Raza. But the next part of this episode, we're going to listen to it on uh, For Crazy Cultura. So subscribe and like and follow us. And leave us a voicemail at 775-391-0706. Yeah, so this is part one, uh, Church Hurt. So go ahead and hit up reformrasa.com if you want to contact us reformrasa at gmail.com or you can find us on, on Facebook Instagram reformrasa and yeah hit us up with any comments concerns or rebukes if you have anything you know leave us a voicemail on Anchor if you have Anchor go ahead and go uh, there on the website on reformrasa.com you can also mm -hmm. leave us a voicemail right there too yeah so yeah this is the first part so check out the second part over on For Christ E Cultura and we'll leave a link for that as well. All right. So, yeah. Peace. A rato, vatos. Later. Grow as we grow. Remember, the force will be with you always. This is for the rata.